Everybody's alive and kicking, yes, right? You can respond to that. I want to welcome all those who are watching us online in the 715 area code. My name is Sheldon Miles. I'm the lead pastor of this fine, spectacular church. Is it cold enough for you this morning? Is it, is it cold enough? I mean, we could turn the temperature down for you just a little bit this morning. I just wanted you to know it does get colder. It does get colder. Walk, we uh, looked online this morning, and Michelle's parents, I think I saw 32 below without the wind chill this morning, and they are still in church this morning, excited to be there. It was so exciting. We left Wednesday to come home, and it was, we left, and the temperature was 20 below, and it was just so exciting to watch the temperature rise as we drove south. And we arrived in a wonderful, comfortable Minneapolis, Minnesota to drop off our son at the airport at a lovely zero degrees. And oh, my goodness, slap on some sunscreen or something. But uh, again, I want to welcome you all here this morning. I'm excited about what God has in store for the year 2022. And again, I want to welcome all of our guests that are here this morning. If you're wondering what kind of church we are, and I've been talking about this Uh, our core values, but I want you to know one thing. We are a servant-hearted church. I'm going to say that again. We are a servant-hearted church, and we get a joy. It is a joy to serve Jesus by serving you, and so thank you for giving us that opportunity to serve you this morning, and I want you to know there is a lot There's a lot going on in the month of January. I don't know if you've noticed that. It seemed like we 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 had so many things going on at Christmas time, and but there's a lot going on in January. Let me highlight a couple of those things. We we have growth track that we are starting on Sunday mornings. Okay, this will happen at the end of the service. Uh, This morning, the first Sunday of the month will be 101, next Sunday 201, the second Sunday, third Sunday 301, and 401. And we are uh, encouraging and asking that all of our members and everybody who wants to to be on the serve team, uh, that you would go through the growth track uh, to complete your membership. So you can do that this morning. If you wanted to jump in today, get in 101, just go ahead and talk to somebody at the Connect Center just on the outside of those doors, and somebody will help. You and also on the other side of this door, there's an opportunity for you to get connected in a life group. There's lots of life groups that are happening this year. This year uh, in January, I'm excited about uh, a living and freedom life group. I get to plug my my life group here, but I encourage all of you to get into a life group. There's going to be baptisms this month. There's going to be a child dedication, and then we're going to have a vision meeting. Now, some churches have business meetings. I am not a fan of business meetings, okay? I I am not a fan, so we just changed it up, but we're gonna have a vision meeting, and part of the vision meeting is, and some of you, you need to be aware of this, write this down right now, part of that vision meeting, we are gonna have a chili and dessert cook-off. Can I hear an amen to that, a chili? What what kind of church is it to not have a chili and dessert cook-off? And so there's a lot going on there. I want to highlight one other thing here. I want to highlight this pimple. (laughs) I I want you to know, a a couple months ago, you committed and you gave faithfully to the church so that we can renovate uh, the flooring and to renovate the platform. And I want you to know that has been on our forefront of our minds and we have moved forward, but we had to submit plans to the city. 
do I need to say any more? <laughs> and so we are, we are believing that things are going to progress here in the month of January and uh, that this is gonna be taken care of. But I just wanted everybody to know this was not the look we were going for. Some, some of you have asked that, but that's not the look we're going for. So it's gonna happen, and again, thank you for your faithfulness in your giving uh, towards us. So Happy New Year. Look at your neighbor and say Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Just say you look so much better than you did last year. It, you really, you're, you're aging very well. You know, I, I like New Year's because it's that, that scripture verse that says, away with the old and begin with the new, and everyone said, Amen. Goodbye 2021, and God's got great things in store for 2022. How many of you made New Year's resolutions? We can't have any New Year's resolutions, people. Studies show that about one-fourth of all Americans will make New Year's resolutions. And what, what we do with New Year's resolutions, these are, they're really goals. We make these goals because we, we want to be better, we want to do better. We believe that, that God created us to do so much more. And I just think that's within most of us, our spirit. I, mean, I, I want to be great. I want to be successful in this mission that God has given to me. So I, I looked this up, and, and USA Today said this. This is the top, on average, the top five resolutions. People say that I want to enjoy life more. All right, I'm into that. I'm, I'm, this year, I'm going to enjoy life more. Second resolution, to eat better and exercise more. And everyone said? Amen. Yeah, I thought, I thought a couple of you would say that. Uh-uh. Uh, another resolution, to learn something new. To quit smoking. And to manage my money better. Top resolutions. I think these are good resolutions for people uh, to make. But the studies then, they show... The people will begin these resolutions and they'll get a great running start up until around January 17th through the 19th is when on average people will give up on those resolutions, those goals. And, and so I don't want to pick on your resolutions. I don't want to poo-poo resolutions. Michelle and I were just kind of sitting down yesterday and making some goals for ourselves. But, but what if, let me, let me present it a different way. What if it wasn't so much as setting goals as re-looking re at our habits? What if the issue is really in our habits. Duke University, did, they did a study and they discovered that 45% of our daily behavior is habitual. Think about that. 45% of our behaviors, it just, it's just automatic. We just habitually do this. We, we have our, 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 our schedules, our way that we do things and, it, and it's just, that's the way it is. So, so much of what we do is a result of a conscious choice, instead it's a result of our daily habits. Let me say that one more time. So much of what we normally do is, is a conscious decision made through our habits. So let me challenge you with this. For those who really looked at your New Year's resolutions, your goals, and you're just like, man, I, I really want to be better in the year 2022, my challenge is what if we changed our habits. If we changed some of the habits in our lives, could it be that those habits would change our lives? Is that fair to say? This month, we're gonna do a sermon series called Grow. 
And we're gonna focus in on some of our daily habits. We're gonna look at some of our daily habits. This is what a habit is. Dictionary.com says this. It is an inquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. You don't think about it. You just do this. How many of you have actions like that? You can think of right now. You're just, you just like, oh my goodness, what am I doing that for? I'm just not even thinking. Uh, I looked this up. Lifehack.org said this. The top habits that we need to quit right now. Top habits that some of us, if we would just quit some of these habits, it would drastically change our lives. See if you can resonate with them. Stress eating. Stress eating. You might be currently looking at a stress eater, okay? I sometimes do a nail biting. I don't wanna talk about it. Hanging out with naysayers. That would be a great habit to get rid of people who are just naysayers. Some people, uh, excessive alcohol consumption. That would be a, a wise decision for somebody. That would change your life drastically. Eating too much junk food. That might be a good habit. And, and I read it here. That includes diet drinks, some of you, I just stepped right on your foot, and, and I apologize for that. Some, a habit that we need to break is binging on social media, just binging, binging, spending that time, glancing, look what happened in other people's, other people who binge on Netflix, staying up too late. This one I, I might have a struggle with is waiting to the last minute are focusing on the negative. So, so there's, there's habits, there's things that we're like, yes, I know, I know. Those are things that I do habitually, and I know that if I could even just change one of them, then maybe my life could change. Greg Rochelle says this, the habits that you have today, listen to me, the habits that you have today, they will shape who you become tomorrow. The habits you have for today that are in your life they will, shape, they will shape who you become tomorrow. In other words, we become what we repeatedly do. Did you know that? You are where you are today because of the habits you have in your life. Greg Rochelle says this, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. In their habits, they do consistently, they're consistent with these habits, what other people will do on an occasional basis. So I believe most people, as I said before, I believe most people, they want to be successful. They want to do well. According to finder.com, 74% of the population say that they're determined to learn something new, make a lifestyle change, or set a personal goal in an effort to better themselves. So again, I just believe God put that in our hearts. I, like, hey, you know what? I wanna become better. We have visions and dreams of, of becoming better. So here's the big idea. The big idea for this message. We, I, I love the name of this church. Thrive Church. I believe that God created each and every one of you to thrive. How many of you believe that? God created you to thrive in your life and he's given you everything that you need to live a life that thrives. But here's the deal. If you want to thrive, listen to me, if you want to thrive, you must grow. If we want to thrive in this light that God has called for us, then we have to grow. 
So when you think of the word growth, you think of this idea of growth. I, I always go to this, this imagery of a child, you know? Isn't it fun to, to hold that newborn in your, in your arms? And I, as a matter of fact, uh, Michelle and I were uh, in Michelle's home church just last Sunday, and, and I was here I am sitting next to my kids in church service, and we, we were youth pastors. That's where we started off as in our ministry. We started off in that church, and I remember each one of my kids, I be, maybe would be watching him for the afternoon at the church, and I would just be walking the aisle, holding that newborn child, praying for them, praying for their spouse, praying for their future, praying for their lives, just ah, oh, that feeling. Just, just, just praying for them. And, and, so, and, so, and, and then you begin to see them grow and you begin to see them mature and you begin to see them flourish and you begin to see them do great things. And I, and I think that's that image that God has for each and every one of you as we grow. God has created you to thrive. When, we, when you look at the book of, of Luke, Luke chapter two, we see that Jesus went through a growth process himself. It says here in Luke 2, verse 40, Luke speaks of his boyhood, and he's growing up in his hometown of Nazareth, and he says this, there the child grew up healthy and strong. He was filled with wisdom, and God's favor was on him. And then a few verses later, we go on, and again, this is the only few passages that talk about Jesus' childhood, but he gives an update on his growth process, and it says here in verse 52 that as a young man, Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and with all people. So let's look at this. Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew mentally. He grew in stature. He grew up physically. He grew in favor with God spiritually. And he grew in favor with all the people emotionally. Have you ever met, these are, these are the four areas that really make, our, make up our lives, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. But have you ever met somebody who was living life out of balance. In other words, they, they maybe have one or two of these going on, but one is definitely missing. You ever, you ever meet somebody like that? You, you meet that health nut who is just, you know, every time they walk around, they just do this motion all the time. And, and they, they want to pull up their shirts and show you their six pack. I don't know. But, but you ever met somebody like this, but not making very wise decisions? Have you ever met a, a spiritual person, somebody who is just... Oh, Oh, they are so full of knowledge and, and they are just so close to God, but man, they are just mean, grouchy people. Have you ever met somebody like that? Just like grouchy, oh my goodness. Have you ever meet somebody who is just intelligent, just so smart, but they constantly struggle with health issues because of their choices? Matter of fact, there is a, a man by the name of John Maxwell. I don't know if you, for those who like to read leadership books, John Maxwell has written several books on leadership, just a, a, a great leader. And, and, and so he, he was a pastor at one time and was so successful in church ministry. And then he started a business and so successful in his business and, and uh, uh, impacting people. And so he, was, he had a routine where he was growing himself mentally and he had these connections emotionally and he was being successful. But then when he reached his 50s, he had a heart attack. 
He survived that heart attack, but he began to write about that. He he said, I I discovered that there was an imbalance in my life. He says, I always thought my my health would just take care of itself. I would just be okay. And then I had that heart attack, and I realized I was not taking care of my physical body. So I had an imbalance in my life. Is there an imbalance in your life today? Is it, you're, you're doing well mentally, you're doing great emotionally and even spiritually, but you're struggling physically. And it began, have you noticed that when there is an imbalance, it has an effect on the rest of your life? Have you noticed that before? Have you noticed that when you're not feeling well, it's harder to pray? It's harder to read? It's harder to connect in relationships? So in this sermon series, this is what I want to do. I want to talk about four daily growth habits. Instead of having all these things to think about, what if we just, you know what, I'm going to work on these four growth habits. I'm going to bring balance to my life, and I believe that these will cause me to grow and to thrive. Here's what they are. We're going to talk about these each week. First of all, we're going to seek God first. We're going to talk about that today, our spiritual life. We're going to seek God first. What if our daily, we made a daily decision to seek God first? Number two, what if we daily decided to take the reins? Take the reins of our physical life. Instead of, instead of our physical bodies telling us what to do, we tell it what to do. We're going to train our brain. <laughs> we're going to work on our mental health. And then we're going to be the victor. And we're going to talk about emotional health. And I just believe, listen to me, I believe if, if, if some of you would just start even just one of these habits in your life, it would change your life drastically. So today, if there's one habit, if this one habit today, I believe if you were to begin this one habit, it would change your life dramatically. Seek God first. Seek God first. I believe if, if some of you are here today, if you would begin to make this your daily habit to seek God first, it would, be, it would become like a domino effect in your life. And it would begin to affect all the other areas like none of the others. Listen to me, listen to me. Understand this. Our God is a relational being. God wants to have a relationship with you. Have you ever heard me say that before? When you look in the Gospels, don't you see that? God wants to have a heart relationship with you. In Matthew chapter six, Jesus is addressing his disciples about all of the worries in their lives. These were all of the things that they were focused on. These were the things that I think they were putting first in their lives. They were putting their needs and their concerns. And and so they were worried about food. They were worried about provision. They were talking about, they were worried about clothes. They're just working about all these things, probably things that you have never worried about, okay? So, you know, these disciples, they were so, they're not like us. (laughs) But they were worried. And Jesus recognized, (coughs) excuse me, that worry in their lives. And he, he actually says this. He says, can all of this worrying that you have, can it, could it add a single day to your life? In other words, how, how's that worrying working out for you? To live a life of worry. That, for some of you, worry has become a habit. Worry has become your habit. 
And Jesus points out it's because of your focus. Your focus is on all of these things. And Jesus said, let me give you an idea here. Let let, let me present an idea. He says, what if you were to seek first? Everybody say, seek first. If you were to seek first. In other words, instead of you going out and I'm looking for more money and I'm looking for more of this and I just need more and more and more, what if you just said, I need more of Jesus? What if I seek first his kingdom and a relationship with him and his righteousness? In other words, his righteousness is talking about how to live this life. What if I was to seek the counsel of God on how to live this life? What if I was to seek God on the right way to live my life. That's what that means. And then, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things that you're pursuing and chasing after, they will, they will fall onto you as well. He's looking at you. He's looking at me. And he's saying this. Take your focus off of your worries and put it on me. What if this year, in 2022, We said that, oh, I'm gonna make it my habit to seek God first. How would that change your life? What does it look like to seek God first every day? What what were some things that you would need to apply to your life? Well, I would tell you this. I was to give you some just quick, quick answers right here. I would say, man, if you wanna seek God first, get into his word first every day. Get into God's word. And we'll talk about that more later. By the way, uh, that's what the growth track We're gonna talk about that next week in 201, how to put God's word into your life. But I would tell you to to get into God's word, and number two, I would tell you to start a life of worship every day. We just had a wonderful worship service here this morning, but what if, just what if you did that every day? What if you just had a time? Is there anybody here who sings in the car Anybody who sings in a car, all of us love to sing in a car. What if we were to, to, to purposely, intentionally turn on worship music and sing in a car? What if we, some of you, you just turned the music off and you worshiped alone? You worship God. I, you know, I, was, I talked about this. I've run, run marathons. I used to. <laughs> Maybe wisdom kicked in. I don't know. But I, but I remember one time I was running a marathon and I had some worship music going on my headphones. I was just, just really enjoying myself. And I had my hands raised and I was singing along with this worship song and somebody tapped me on the shoulder as we're running and says, are you okay? <laughs> I, I think maybe we need more of that where people are just, are you okay? What if, what if we were to, to start our day in God's word and it started in worship and then we were to, to, to end it in prayer. In other words, we would have communication with God in prayer. Again, these are things that we talk about in the growth track on how to do these things. But today I wanna to talk again about how to daily seek God first. How to seek God first. How, this is how we put this habit into application. Number one, I would tell you this. Make daily connection with God your top priority. Make God your top priority. I promise you, if you would begin to make God your top priority, it would change your life. A priority is this. A priority is something that is more important than anything else. Write that down. A priority 
is something that is more important than anything else. And how many of you realize we are committed? We tend to be committed to the things that are priorities in our life. For some of you, tonight, you have a priority already set on your calendar. You didn't even have to write that priority down on your calendar because you know tonight is the Packers game and they play the Vikings. It's, it's a priority. And so we become committed to it. And, and anything else that would come our way, I'm sorry, I, I'm going to be busy at that time. I have something very important going on for those three hours, unless it goes into overtime and then it will be longer. <laughs> Jesus even says this. Matthew 6, 20, he says, for where your treasure is, the thing that you treasure, there your heart will be also. What you treasure, what, what you prioritize, that's where your heart, that's where your heart is. And you, we know where our heart is, that's where we, we invest our time, our finances, we, we invest in the things that are important to our heart, right? Jesus, Jesus points that out to us. That's, a, that's a, a known reality. And the things we treasure are the things we put first. And that's why I'm convinced in the Old Testament, they would have an offering. And they would call, it, they would call this the first fruits offering. I think I've, I've talked about this before. And what they would challenge people to do, because they, they, they weren't any different than we are today. Sometimes we get all these things and we treasure them. And we, we just, we, we love these and we like to have these things. And, and the first fruits offering is, they, they would call for people to, I want you to take your first of your crops, your, your crops or your, your, your cattle, the, the firstborn, the best of what is given to you or what comes your way, the best of your harvest. And you're to take that and you're to bring it to the temple and you're to give it to God. A first fruits offering. Well, we know, you know, the first fruits, like, well, that, 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 that's my favorite. Oh, it's coming in. We're all excited. And like, take the thing that you're most excited about and make it God's. What if we were to do that with our daily time each day? I'm going to take this morning, I'm going to take the best that God has given me, the first that God has given to me, and I'm going to give it to God. What would, what would it look like if you literally made Jesus the first priority of your day? What would that look like? That habit, how would that change your life? So in this new year, I wanna challenge you to literally, literally make spending time with Jesus the first thing you do every day. I would challenge you with that. You, you want change to happen in your life. You want to grow. You want to thrive. I challenge you to make Jesus the first thing you do in your morning, every morning. I, I'm going to give some of you an exemption because I'm going to give myself this exemption. And there's a reason for that. I'm going to need that cup of coffee. <laughs> so I'm going to make that cup of coffee so I can sit down and have coffee with Jesus. So I'm going to allow you to have coffee with Jesus have a cup of coffee with Jesus, first thing you do every morning. Number two, create a plan. Create a plan. So throughout the Gospels, you see that Jesus made seeking God a habit in his life. Look at this, Mark 135. And this is a hard scripture to read. I think I've talked about this before. But see what I'm talking about. Very early in the morning, how many of you right now are struggling with this passage? 
Okay, some of you people who like to go to bed late, but this happened very early in the morning while it was still dark. How many of you are even more bothered by this scripture verse right now? You're bothered. But this is what happened. No alarm clocks, no cell phones to wake you up, but very early in the morning, it was a priority in Jesus's life. He got up and he left the house without the disciples and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed because spending time with his father was a priority in his life. It was a priority. He didn't need an alarm clock. He knew that he needed to spend time with God. So in order for seeking God to become first, in order for it to become a habit in your life, you're gonna need a growth plan. Can I, can I just share with you the growth plan that I see from Jesus' passage right here? The first thing I see is time. Time. And in your notes, there's a space for you to, to write down a time. Write down the time. Again, Jesus, very early in the morning while it was still dark. This was the best time because Jesus was becoming a well-known figure in, in the communities. And this was the only time that he could get alone. He needed some alone time with his father. His strength came from alone time with his father. And that is why he started off in his ministry 40 days fasting in the desert so he can gain strength from his father. He grew in that time. Some of you, you just need to spend time with your father to find that growth. Find time that you will not be interrupted. And I hear some people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. Listen to me, you do have time. I used to see, this used to be one of my excuses, I don't have time. But then somebody pointed it out, we always make time for the things that are important in our lives. You do have time. And I challenge you, for those who are just kind of, your, that thought's going through your mind, what if, what if, I know you can do this because all things are possible, what if you were to go to bed 15 minutes earlier so you could wake up 15 minutes earlier? earlier? What if we made time? Let's face it, and many times we procrastinate what's important. And so I, I, I challenge you, I highly recommend doing what Jesus did. Seek God first. Find the time. Make him the first of your time. Second of all, find a place. Look at what Jesus did. He, he went to a solitary place, I think, he, I think a couple times he went to places that people would not find him. He went up onto a mountaintop so that people would not find him so he could be alone with God, uninterrupted. In fact, Jesus even talks about finding a prayer closet. Finding a, a, and I do know people who actually, they have created their closet and that is where they have their prayer time with God. That, isn't that the coolest? Where is your prayer closet? Where is that place that you go to be alone with God? For me, my, my routine, again, I confess to you, I get up and I make that cup of coffee and I sit down in my chair and get into God's word. Now, there's a, there's a, a kind of a Bible reading plan that I go through and there's, uh, there, there's a journal that I write in, but I try to spend those first, those first waking moments with God, gaining that time with him. And then, and then what I'll do is I'll get ready. And if it's warm, it's a little bit warmer than today. If it's, if it's in the teens, I will typically go out for a walk 
or I'll go for a run and just talk and pray and I'll worship and I'll give time, praise for God. The key is to find a place, find a place where you will be uninterrupted. And again, on the, this morning, I was on the treadmill, <laughs> on the treadmill and just seeking God there because it's a little bit warmer there. But find a place where you will be free to worship God and pray to, pray to God. I, I remember growing up as, as a young man and, and just walking by my parents' bedroom my dad wasn't home, but I would hear my mom in the bedroom, the door closed, the door locked, because she had six kids. <laughs> and just to her in there praying, seeking God, spending time with her father. I would hear, sometimes I'd hear her crying, and, and as a young man, I'd hear her crying and praying, and then sometimes I would hear my name, and I would think, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And my, my mom was praying for me. Find a place where you can go. Declare to your household. Declare, listen, I am gonna make it in this new year. I'm gonna seek God first. So from this time to this time, I, I please, please, I ask that you not interrupt that time. I have an appointment with my heavenly father during that time. I have a coffee date with him. Third, you're gonna need a reading plan. Because we, we're just, that those days where we throw the Bible up and wherever it lands, that's what we're gonna read. <laughs> that, that's not a, a great plan. If you really wanna grow in your walk with God, you're gonna need to grow in your knowledge and understanding of God's word. And, and, and let, me, let me just encourage you, I, I challenge you, find a reading plan. And th this is where I, I discovered this. There is a Bible app. How many of you have your phones right now? Would you just hold up your phones if you have your phone with you right now? Yeah, okay, so each and every one of, most of you here, you have a, a, a Bible. I see that Bible over there, Jim. I, I, mean, I like to read it on my Bible too, but I just want to show how accessible this is to everybody. Right now, you have the tools that you need to have a Bible reading plan with God. Did you know that? All you have to do is look up this thing, this, this, uh, this website, Bible.com reading plans. Bible.com reading plans. It's in your notes. Bible, it has everything that you need, and here's the key word, it's free. How many of you like this program right now? I'm telling you, this is a phenomenal Bible app. It has everything. It has multiple Bible translations, it even has the Korean Bible translations, if you like to read the Korean Bible translation. It has Bible commentaries, but it has a Bible reading plan, so if you wanted to read the Bible through in a year, if you wanted to read the Bible through in a half year, if you wanted to read the Bible through in a month, there's a plan for that. If you wanted to read a specific book, it, will, it gives you these accountability dates. So it will tell you on what day, what verses to read. And it even gives you a little box for those people who are taskmasters who like to put a check in their box. And it will give you the, the, the next reading assignment for today. How many of you that would be helpful if you had something like that? It will even send you an email. It's time for you to read. 
It's time for you to read your Bible reading plan. It has devotionals in there. So it will have a scripture passage and then it will have somebody's interpretations or kind of a devotional for today. I'm telling you, you have everything that you need to have a successful reading plan in the palm of your hands in the one that's fit for you. So now that you have a growth plan, number three, you need to position yourself for growth. Understand nothing happens until you start putting yourself daily in connection with God. I call it put yourself in position. Because we can talk, I I can preach a sermon like this each and every Sunday. And you're like, oh, pastor, that was wonderful. That was a great message. But nothing changes until you put yourself in position for it to happen. What if if, if so many times in, in, in our past we've made resolutions, but we never put ourselves into position for those things to happen? What if this year you say, I'm putting myself, I'm gonna do one thing. I'm gonna seek God first. I'm gonna put myself in position for that to happen. Look at what Jesus says. Look, he says how important it is. John 15, four and five, Jesus said, remain in me and I will remain in you. Put yourself into position to have relationship with me, and I will have a relationship with you. But you notice he he puts the challenge in your hands. That's, That's what relationship is. Relationship is a choice, it's a decision that you make. And it's not just a one-time decision. I told you I loved you at the, at, the, at the altar. What else do you want from me? No, it's a daily decision. It's a daily choice. Then he gives his, his growth illustration. He, he gives an illustration of a fruit tree. He says, just kind of imagine, a, a, a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. That, that just doesn't make sense. It, 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 the branch is dead. There's no life in it. It's because it's, it's, it's not connected to the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you rela- remain in me. You're not going to have spiritual success. You're not going to have the success that will bring fulfillment in your life until you are living in relationship with God. He says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. You, you see the reality check there? God is the vine. We are the branches. Those who remain in me, who live in relationship with God on a daily basis, and I in them, they will produce much fruit. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're striving to do, but I want to be successful in producing God's fruit. And Jesus points out to me, it's not you. It's not through your giftings or your abilities, but it's God working through you. And the only way God will work through you is for you to put God into your life. Am I mixing things up here? Is everybody with me this morning? Then he gives us this reality check. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Look at this. Some, some people say... <laughs> I, I just can't do this. Pastor, this is challenging. This is, I don't know, I've never done anything like this before. I want you to know you've been given all that you need. Listen, listen to the words. I think Paul, the apostle Paul was speaking to this young man, Timothy, who maybe felt that way about leading this church. And he, he's leading this church. He's just a young man. And I'm not sure I can do this. And, and I think he says to him, he says, listen, Timothy, he says, God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity and insecurity, 
but of power, love, and self-discipline. You have the discipline to make this choice in your life. And it all starts with humility. James tells us this. If we will humble ourselves before the Lord, God will lift us up. Humility. Humility is to focus less on yourself and more focus on somebody else. You see, in the Old Testament times, whenever God was about to do something really great, he would call for the people to consecrate themselves. Maybe you've never heard that word before, consecrate. In other words, begin to prepare yourselves. Begin to just kind of stop, slow down on what you're doing and humble yourselves. Pray and fast and have a season to focus in on God because God's just about to do something new in your life. And so I've decided that, that we are gonna declare, starting next Sunday, we're gonna declare a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you, you, you don't have to join us, but I challenge you to. You want this seek first habit to show up in your life? I challenge you for 21 days. 21 days, put God first. Make him the first thing that you do every day. 21 days to humble yourselves, pray, focus in on God, and create a habit of seeking God first in your life. What is fasting? Here's my definition of fasting. It's exchanging what you like for what you really need. Fasting is exchanging what you like. I like coffee. I like sweets. I, I like the media. I like watching the news. I, I like the, there's a couple of things that, but I like these things, but I need more of God in my life. And so I'm gonna take 21 days and, and I'm gonna exchange those things that I like for something that I need. I'm gonna focus in on God. I'm gonna consecrate myself. And here's the benefits of prayer and fasting. What it does is it recalibrates us when you recalibrate, you may have started going in the right direction, but over time, you maybe you've gone in the wrong direction, you know, just even just a little bit. Like, no, 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 I'm gonna get back on the going the right direction. I'm gonna refocus. I'm gonna get back to focusing on the things that God would have me to focus on. I'm gonna renew my relationship with God. I invite you to do this if you want to join with us. I've looked on this same Bible app that I talked to you about here just a few moments ago, and I would invite you to join in on reading Open Heaven, 21 Days of Fasting and Prayer Reading Plan. And again, this is in your notes. I invite you to do that. Just think of a church being unified by what God's going to do in these 21 days of prayer and fasting. If you want to thrive, you have to grow. We talked about making God first. What are we gonna do? We're gonna make daily connection with God our top priority. Number two, we're gonna create a plan and we're gonna position ourselves for growth. As we enter into this new year, what better thing to do than to remember our connection with God than through communion? If you walked in this morning, I hope that you, you received, you grabbed one of these off the table. If you did not receive a communion cup, will you please raise your hand and we have ushers who will come to you. Keep those hands raised and somebody will come to you. I want you to know we serve an open communion here at Thrive Church. You do not have to be a member of Thrive Church to participate 
in communion, my challenge is to you is that you have a relationship with God, that you have Jesus in your heart. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you needed to renew that. Those who are watching online, you've never accepted Jesus into your life as your Lord and Savior. You can do that this morning. Jesus is always only a prayer way. If that's you this morning, we just, just pray along with me in this prayer. Just say, God, I need you. I recognize what you did through your son, Jesus. You sent him to die on the cross to pay the price for my sins. He rose again on that third day so that I can have eternal life. I want to choose to follow you today. Come live inside of me. In Jesus' name. So we open up the seal, the first seal, we have this piece of bread. And this bread, it represents the body of Christ. Jesus came to earth and he was the sacrifice for your sins. He was that that gift for you, that gift of God's grace. We thank you for that wonderful gift, Lord, that you would pay that price for a sinner like me. Let's partake together. Jesus, as he's sitting with his disciples, he took the cup and he told them, he says, this cup represents the blood of Jesus that was spilt on the cross. But it was that blood, I want you to know, that blood paid for your freedom, your spiritual freedom today. If any man be in Christ, They are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come through the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for that gift of the blood of Jesus. And you rose again and I'm set free today. In Jesus' name, let us partake. If you could just put that cup down and if you would just give praise to God for his gift. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your abundant life that you've come to give us in Jesus' name. So this, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do as we march into this new year? We are gonna make connection with Jesus our first priority. We're gonna seek God first. Second thing we're gonna do is we're gonna create a plan to make sure that we follow through with this. We're gonna position ourselves first thing in the morning, position ourselves for growth. In Jesus' name, God's got great things for this new year, amen?